the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. It is a hockey hump day edition. We're going to get to some NHL selections in the Feed 5 here momentarily. But it is Sweet 16 Eve, Lundy. And we got a team coming up in action. And their next round opponent, UCLA. I'm talking about the North Carolina Tar Heels representing in the East. Uh, the other teams there, of course, are the Cinderella Story, St. Peter's, and Boiler Up in Purdue. And that, uh, you know, 15 three matchup is sure to be a fascinating one between those two squads and how on earth uh, the St. Peter's Peacocks are going to be able to contain with a bunch of six foot seven guys, seven foot four, like three billion pounds, Zach Eady. Uh, that will be must see TV in its own right. But uh, and a battle of blue bloods, man, I like Carolina not only to beat UCLA, but among teams with the uh, odds to make the final four, I think Carolina's the best at uh, at plus three eighty. At DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, this team is finally living up to the preseason hype. Uh, they've got a big man in the middle there in Armando Baycott. Uh, we know that the guards have really started to fill it up uh, from outside. Love, in particular, has ramped up his game. And, you know, this North Carolina team uh, just really firing at all cylinders right now. Uh, you know, Brady Manick uh, can beat you inside, can beat you outside. He's shooting close to 40% on the season. Uh, you have seen as well R.J. Davis, a splishy, splashy, taking a bathy uh, from outside. And, you know, they nearly blew that 20. Well, they really did. They blew the 25-point lead against Baylor, but were able to get their bearing straight and stab off those feisty and sickum bears in overtime. But this team's defending, man. They're only giving up 0.888 points per possession over the last 30 days, and that was the primary issue that the Heels had earlier this season. So given the uh, pot- potency on offense, uh, given their defensive ramping up, uh, they seem to have all the goods right now to not only beat UCLA, but maybe take that next step and represent in New Orleans. So what are your thoughts on that future? North Carolina, plus 380 to make the Final Four at DraftKings. I think the way that region is set up, it's the one that could make the most sense. So, for example, Texas Tech has impressed me, but t- but Tech still has to get through Gonzaga. And so I can sit back and go, yeah, it's the same odds at plus 380, but you're dealing with a what I think is a much more difficult path. I think if UNC gets past UCLA, which uh, I think they will, um, then they've got a, a better, not that Purdue, uh, you know, assuming that the Peacocks do not strut their stuff yet again, um, assuming that Purdue moves on, it's not that Purdue isn't going to be a battle for them. I just feel a little bit better about that matchup than I do if Tech can get past Duke and now has to face the Bulldogs. So those are the two that you sit there at that high plus odds, the plus 380, because they're both sitting at the same odds. If you really want to have some fun, Brad, you know, because uh, we, we talk about it on this podcast a lot, uh, that my wife uh, is, is the Jayhawk. Um, and is ridiculously so. I mean, I'm talking like the the like sticker on the car, the whole thing. Okay, she's she's crazy. Um, <laughs> she is she is scared shitless of Iowa State if Iowa State makes it past Miami. She uh, now Kansas still has to actually you know win 
to make it to the Elite Eight. But she absolutely hates Iowa State. She says that Iowa State always gives them problems um, and that, she, that it's, it's just always like a mental thing for them. They're plus 600. So if you think that my wife might be onto something with the fact that she uh, does not want to wind up facing the Cyclones in any way, shape, or form, uh, there's a six to one bet for you that you could just call, you know, the 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 the, the Lundy special. Ha! Uh, the Lundy special could pay handsomely, and yeah, I know uh, it'd be great in your household if Kansas uh, can make it to New Orleans, and I guarantee that you'll be on a. Uh, maybe a one-way ticket because you may not come home if they were to cut down the nets, uh, given all the vices at your disposal there along Bourbon Street. And with that, let's get to it on this Hockey Hump Day edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. How'd you fare last night and what you got for me on this Wednesday? Uh, yesterday was a uh, was a mixed bag, shall ah. we say, uh, with how things went. We started off now. Our featured pick was fantastic because I said that you should take Detroit in regulation uh, at plus odds, uh, and the Red Wings did get it done. So we got that one. We got hosed up late in our parlay, um, and uh, you know I wanted I wanted to finally see an opportunity to win something with Arizona. No, no. Release the Kraken took care of them uh, down in the desert. So a little mixed bag yesterday, but I am happy that we hit our plus odds uh, hit that was uh, that we went after. So that gave us at least a little bit of positive momentum. How about we go back to a puck line? We're late in the season here where we've got some teams that just suck, that are just kind of going through the motions trying to get done. They know that they are basically, if they are not uh, completely eliminated with the little mark next to them on the standings, uh, they're well on their way there. The New Jersey Devils are one of those. They're going to be in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. And I'm going to go ahead and lay the puck line with the Maple Leafs because they're so heavily favored on the money line, a minus 320. But if you do them on the puck line, which is the minus one and a half, um, that's going to bring it down to a minus 130. So I like the payday on that one. Toronto should have a pretty easy task. They just got done playing against the New York Rangers last night. So the Devils are on a back-to-back. Toronto's rested. They're ready to go. This should be an easy one. I see Toronto winning this one by multiple goals. Roll! With the Leafs. Number four. All right, let's head to the National Basketball Association. And one of the NBA's brightest stars is Kevin Durant. And on the road, it means Kyrie is going to be in uniform. And uh, the Nets are taking on Memphis in a colossal matchup uh, for a pair of likely playoff teams here. And uh, because of the venue, uh, Lundy, I'm going to take the under on 13 and a half combined rebounds plus assists. Now, with Kyrie on the floor, it's been a bit of a mixed bag for KD in his last five games. He has been over this proposed threshold in three and under in two. Uh, And you look at Memphis. You know, Memphis has been more yielding to the opposition here of late. Eighth most rebounds per game allowed. Twelfth most uh, assists per game allowed to the opposition here in the month of March. But they're still number seven. And adjusted defensive efficiency uh, this month. And the last time that KD faced him, uh, and he only put up nine combined back on January 3rd. Now, he's been over this in five his last eight. But, again, it's that Kyrie factor here. And I think Captain Okiar could come into play with a lighter juice at BetMGM on the under. That's where I'm going to lean. So, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant under 13.5 rebounds plus assists against the Grizz. Again, minus 110. Fade or follow. It's so maddening to have to do this with Kyrie with this team, right? The fact that you, you it, it, it matters if they're at home or away, obviously, because of the just ridiculous rules that they're dealing with um, when they're at home. 
because it does make trying to predict some of these stats difficult for his teammates. Not so. I mean, he's going to come out. He's going to have some fun. Hey, I get to play. I don't have to sit in the stands anymore and eat stale popcorn. I can actually go out on the court and do something. So I'm going to I'm going to follow on this one. I'm going to take the under with what KD's doing. You talked about his splits. Now, I will tell you this. Um, the, I think it's going to come down to the fact that I don't know how much he's going to do from an assists standpoint um, as I like spit into the microphone saying that. Um <laughs> But here's what I will tell you that I like, Brad. You said you like the under on the 13 and a half, a little early bonus time uh, here for us. I like the over on KD for points plus rebounds at 34 and a half. And that one is juiced to minus 120. And part of it has to do with the splits that he's been doing on the season. He's averaging on the road points plus rebounds. He's averaging 37.3 combined. And I can get that number right now at DraftKings at 34 and a half. And so with Kyrie on the court, I think that Durant loses out on some of the assists, which is why I think going under on on the one that you're featuring makes sense. But my early bonus would be that I would take KD points plus rebounds on the over at 34 and a half. So I'll follow on yours and a little early bonus sprinkle in there for you. All right, KD, live in the land down under. Number three. All right, let's go to another NBA superstar and a former teammate of Kevin Durant, now a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm talking about, of course, the beard, James Harden. And I'm going under here on two and a half main threes. Uh, The juice on this one, Lundy. Uh, It's loose uh, because there's a lot of it. You got to squeeze every single last drop. It's minus 140 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm still going to take the under on this. Uh, You look at Harden, what he has done from outside in the month of March, and it's... Yeah, it's it's puke-inducing. Uh, 29.1% along the perimeter. He's only averaging 1.8 makes per game this month. Uh, he has been under this in six of his last nine. Yeah, the Lakers have allowed the eighth-highest three-point percentage in March, surrendering 38% along the arc. But Harden, man, he's just uh, encased in ice right now. And given his frigidness from outside, I don't know how he could on earth back him even with the enhanced juice on the over. So uh, I'm going to go on the under here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to squeeze every last drop of that juice at minus 140, but I don't see him hitting anything more than two triples. So fade or follow, James Harden under two and a half main threes against the Lakers, minus 140 at DK. If the books wanted to have some fun, Brad, they would actually take a guy uh, like Harden and you would be able to bet on the over-under on attempts. Um, you know, just take some of these guys that just have no fear, just shoot whenever they want, like Will Barton for the Nuggets, who just never met a three-point shot he didn't like. That would be a lot of fun. Like, is it going to be one of these games where a player goes on tilt? That's what I want to be able to bet on. Uh, in this particular case, yes, I will take the under on Mr. Harden uh, with the uh, with the two made threes. I think he tucks underneath this one uh, in this in this matchup against the Lakers. As much as he might want to showboat uh, in L.A. because that's, you know, kind of what James likes to do. Um, I, I'm going to say that he doesn't wind up being able to splash the bottom of the net. So I'll follow on this one, but you know he's just going to want to chuck them all over the court. And you know he's been at the uh, club probably since 5 a.m. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why why bother to sleep, man? You're in SoCal. Let's have some fun. Yeah, those legs are not going to be firing. So hard to hit that under, baby. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball. Yeah, CBI Championship, NIT, CIT, ABCDEFNG, whatever tournament it is. 
We got some tickets plus bonus time in the NBA, the NHL, and maybe two some more college hoops. Number two. All right, let's get after it in the college basketball invitational final game uh, in front of a capacity crowd of 10, I believe, uh, down in Daytona Beach. And I'm going to go with UNC Wilmington here, plus five and a half. Yes, against Middle Tennessee State, the covering machines, those Blue Raiders, 28-7 and seven ATS on the season. But fun fact, Lundy, UNC Wilmington almost equally spectacular against the spread. 24-11 is their record on the season. Just continue to defy uh, all of the algorithms and the advanced analytics. And I think it's just too many points here. And, you know, Captain Oak, yar, <laughs> uh, could come into play. You look at MTSU. Yeah, they're the superior defensive team. Number 32 in adjusted offensive efficiency. Number 7 in effective field goal percentage D. Uh, since March 1st, uh, giving up just 42.7% inside the arc and 27.9% outside of it. But Wilmington, a very good offensive squad, uh, and they've shown some defensive chops, uh, at least respectable level of defense uh, here down the stretch, and they're shooting 36.1%. Over their last eight games from three. Uh, again, you, you do the comparison, you look at Bart Torvik, and you know, I love to sort over date ranges. So over the last month, uh, Middle Tennessee is number 82 in terms of overall efficiency standing. Uh, UNC Wilmington, not that far off at 105. So, you know, you pulled all together. I think this is going to be maybe a three, four, possibly as high as a five-point win for the Blue Raiders. But Wilmington, most importantly, those Seahawks, yeah, they get the cover. So, fade or follow, UNCW plus five and a half versus MTSU minus 110 at BetMGM. Oh, fade. It's a, it's a tough one. This is, is a, a tough, tough one, one because of the line, because I do think it's going to be a close one. Middle Tennessee, um, if I remember right, Brad, uh, pretty good free throw shooting team. If I don't, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I think they, I think they're pretty good at the line, and that is the reason I'm going to fade you. Is I could see this coming down to a tight game. UNC Wilmington trying to make some fouls down the stretch, and Middle Tennessee actually makes their free throws. But you're right, this is the battle of the two teams that normally you would just make automatic because of how each of them um, performed against the spread this season. Now they're head to head. Now you don't really know what to do. It's why I kind of hesitated at the beginning, but I'm going to fade on this one. I am going to go in the battle of schools with way too many letters. Um, I'm going to go with uh, middle Tennessee in this one. I will fade. I will lay uh, right now at DK. It's a flat five. Uh, points and so I will take the minus five you know what with all of my uncertainty with all of this and all of my <laughs> hand wringing it'll probably be a push uh, or that hook will come into play which you can still get at bet MGM right now so if you are on the UNC Wilmington side of things yeah find that extra half point it could do you well number one all right let's go to the NIT and we got a matchup here between Washington State and and BYU, uh, the winner, punches its ticket uh, for the Big Apple in Madison Square Garden for that exercise's Final Four. It's always tough uh, to win inside the Marriott Center, but I'm not going to focus on the spread here. I, I like the total, and I like the under on the 142.5. Did pull this one from DraftKings at minus 110. You look at BYU in their last six contests. Giving up just 0.952 points per possession on defense. Uh, top 40 in effective field goal percentage D as well during that stretch. Meanwhile, Wazoo in their last nine, 
uh, a team that is certainly getting it done on the defensive end in their own right. Really, they've been doing that the entire season. Uh, number 27 in adjusted defensive efficiency on the college basketball year. Uh, BYU giving up just 29.8% from distance, and that's the calling card of the Cougs. 44.1% of their shots come from three. So, I think scoring uh, will be, you know, not a, an extreme chore, but uh, I think it'll be difficult here. I don't know if this game's going to escape the 60s. I certainly am not buying it's going to get into the 70s. Uh, pretty evenly matched, uh, to say the least. So, in the end, you know, something like maybe 68 to 65, BYU feels right to me, which would be under, again, this proposed 142.5 total, minus 110 at DK. Fade or follow? This is my favorite one of the day. Uh, I do like this one a lot. I'm following. Uh, I'm t- I'm tucking under. I'm with you. I think this game is maybe low 130s, like 131, 132. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a hell of a cushion here. Um, and like even on the even on the high end, Bart Torvik has got this at like 70 to 68 or something like that. So even on the high end, we're still in the 130s. Um, I think that's going to happen. I think this tucks under in this one between these two. Uh, I guess you could say West Coast, but not really because you got, well, sort of West-ish. Like for anybody that lives actually on the East Coast, like Missouri is West Coast for them. So I suppose that if I say this West Coast matchup between Washington State and BYU, I suppose I'm accurate. Yep, I would definitely say that uh, is indeed the case, uh, Carmen San Diego. And with that, <laughs> let's go ahead and get after it here. A little bonus time. What else you got for me on this hockey hump day? Well, there's only four games on the schedule, a couple of them on national TV, and uh, I'm actually going to go to one of those on national TV tonight. Buffalo is going to be hosting Pittsburgh. The Penguins won last night. They beat Columbus 5-1, um, to one, so they're on a back-to-back Buffalo at home. They've been playing better. Pittsburgh's on a back-to-back national TV. Buffalo is a plus 185 on the money line, and I'm going to roll it with the underdog in this one. I'm going to take the Sabres. Um, Craig Anderson will be between the pipes for the Sabres, um, and he has a spectacular record this year at home. So I'm going to say that Pittsburgh's going to struggle to score, and because of that, I'm actually going to get seduced by those plus odds. Probably only a half-unit play but I'm going to play uh, Buffalo at a plus 185 on the money line uh, as an underdog against Pittsburgh. And then another home team uh, right down the road from where I am, Colorado will be taking on uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Lay the puck line just like we did with Toronto. Lay the puck line with Colorado at a minus uh, one and a half. Um, You're talking about a Vancouver team that's lost three in a row. If you look at their last six, they are one three and two so they have been struggling by uh taking the abs on the puck line you bring that juice down to a minus 110 i'm comfortable with that so there's a couple extra hockey picks for you tonight yeah and there's other college basketball that's going down and in a game that i think is going to be uh rather entertaining texas a&m taking on wake forest down at college station uh and i like the over on this at 146 and a half it seems like a high number uh especially given the defensive chops of both of these teams but wake has been over uh their total in four of the last five games one of the fastest teams in the country their last six contests number 15 in the nation in adjusted tempo and they're burning the nets inside the arc at 62.6 percent uh, both are top 30 in adjusted offense efficiency over the last month uh, and texas a&m has really found their outside stroke 36.8 percent in their last eight games and weight giving up over 38 percent 
in their last four contests. So that game could approach 150, and that's why I'm going to take the over there. You know, at first glance, you may think uh, the under is going to hit, but I think the over will reign supreme. Uh, Another college basketball one, let's go to the College Invitational Classic Challenge Cup, whatever the hell they're calling it. I'll take the over on the Fresno State team total, 72.5 against the Waddlers, those pens of Youngstown State. Uh, The pens, their last six games, number 334 in the country and adjusted defensive efficiency. They're giving up 54.6% inside the arc. What does that mean? No answer for Orlando Robinson, the seven-footer. Beat you inside, get beat you outside. He's a legitimate pro prospect for the Bulldogs. And uh, Kyle Miero also gets the job done on the inside. So that one-two punch for Fresno, I think, will push him to around 74 or 75 points in that one. And one last NBA player prop. Uh, you got to take advantage of the Portland Trail Blazers because, my goodness, they are rancid, uh, particularly defensively. And I think DeJounte Murray, over 17.5 rebounds plus assists, will hit minus 125 at DraftKings. Portland has allowed the fifth most rebounds uh, to opponents per game and the second most assists to opponents per game in the month of March. Murray's been over in five of his last seven and earlier this season against P-Town. When they had their full complement of players, that was way back in early December, he had 20 combined. And you worry about minutes, you worry about the blowout factor, but he may be able to do this in three quarters on that over 17 and a half rebounds plus assists. And there you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media, specifically on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Chavos. Uh, drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.